Tropa Gundam style, everyone, and welcome to Wow Cool Robot. I am your co-host for the duration of Wing, Jared or Jay, and I use he and them pronouns. I'm Julia. I am the second of three co-hosts. That's how numbers work. I use she and her pronouns. I'm Max. I'm the fucking ringleader of this circus of fools, and I use he and him pronouns. Hell yeah. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we... It's been a while for you and for us because we did take a break because sometimes you don't have to make Nickelback a fucking joke. you don't have to make <laughs> content every single week of your life. It is nice sometimes to not do a thing. Sometimes it's okay. nice to just chill. Yeah. I highly I think recommend we everyone all try went it sometime. out of town in some way shape or form so that was nice. Mhm. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> God, that was just only like 2 weekends ago. God dang. Feels forever ago. <laughs> Time's fake. You're so goddamn uh, right. But Gundam is real. Ish? Ish. It's real in my heart. I'm kind of okay, surprised they never made I'll give you that. It's real and strong, and uh, it is, in fact, my friend. It's exactly. I'm kind of surprised <laughs> they haven't made a real-life wing Gundam yet, honestly. Uh, I kind of, yeah, I kind of agree, but I, it's also probably one of the less popular, like, series as a yeah, whole. Yeah, I, I think, think that's probably part of that's the That's true. It's sure. way less popular in Japan than it mm-hmm. is. It's I, I like, think... Yeah, that that's absolutely part of it. I think the other part of it is the fact that it, it's kind of like dated, uh, but it's dated in a way that kind of makes it boring. Where like G Gundam's dated, but it's also got that like that flair and feeling of like seventies, eighties anime, like Akira and stuff like that. Where it's like the animation's very interesting to watch when there's obviously stuff happening. There's a lot of, like, still frames, but that's true of just about any anime. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, Gundam Wing is... There's a lot of repetition, as we've already noticed, and uh, it doesn't necessarily get much better. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still enjoying it. I'm still having a good time. There's still enough twists and turns. Yeah, Uh, we've got the... We've got the what? The life-size Unicorn Gundam. We've got the life-size RX-78 and the Freedom Gundam, right? Yeah, so they made made an RX-78 too. That one was taken down, and I think it's like in pieces uh, where either where it was or where the Unicorn is now. Then they made the Unicorn. Uh, Then I think they like finished the Freedom in China right before they finished the current RX-78, which is like its own variant. And the next one they're building is a variant of the new Gundam in an airport in Japan. I think in Fukuoka. Oh, the Freedom's yes. a cool little suit. I like that. Yeah, Freedom, and Freedom's like an AU suit. Freedom's from uh, Seed Destiny? Or maybe just Seed? Seed but Destiny, it's from, it's, yep. Yeah, it's not from UC, which is interesting enough. I guess that's like the biggest non-UC AU, yeah. so it makes sense for them to do that. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I, think they, I think they said that they were going to build one in America eventually. I would like that. I would road trip. Yeah, I wouldn't absolutely. be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if they made it like the Barbatos, considering how fucking popular IBO is in America, <laughs> even though it was not popular yeah. at all in Japan. Yeah, that would be that'd be really good, actually. I think it, I think it'd fucking be fucking nice. sick as hell. It's it a is sick a really cool giant fucking, fucking suit. club. Yeah, it's nice. My master grade's gonna come in a couple days. I'm hell very excited yeah. for it. I will refrain from saying anything else about the Barbatos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about different Gundams instead. All right. <laughs> uh, Gundam Wing. Let's let's Gundam get into Wing. it. Let's fucking go. Oh, you mean the show we're watching? Yeah. Uh, the I show that fair. I watched over a week ago and did not watch refresher episodes of. Ah, tremendous. It's we're kind be, of wading back into this pool without flowies. Do we remember <laughs> what order fun. we're doing this in? I know that I'm doing the second episode. I'm doing the first. If I remember. Okay. Correctly. Cool. 
Yeah, I asked the question the and then I remembered. <laughs> Gaining knowledge. Episode 13. Catherine's Tears. Zex returns to the Lake Victoria base where he meets two of Noin's former students and he agrees to join them on a military offensive. But Zex is forced to kill them when they reveal their merciless attitudes towards war. Meanwhile, Troa uses his Gundam to attack an Oz base, planning to self-destruct afterwards. But Catherine, his knife-throwing friend, girlfriend, <laughs> mother, it's its confusing, forces Troa to realize the value of his own life. Yeah. I like Catherine. I had she's, nice. Catherine. she's basically these boys' moms at this point. So... I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think Gundam Wing might be, largely speaking, the nicest to women characters in it. Um, uh, just in terms of like, low. Them... yeah, that's that's not no a... exactly exactly. <laughs> it's it's so low that they just kind of stepped over it. Um, there there are some moments that are not great, but I think first of all, Did there's you mean just a everything. <laughs> there's there's just a, a larger amount of like overall female characters that get screen time which i don't think we've really seen in a while like uh what was it g gundam had rain throughout and then yeah. like nastasha and allen b and that was kind of it that's kind of it yeah 0079 i'll give some credit to because it really was a ragtag crew there's like frau mirai and uh, we ended Sailor. up getting, like, Beltachika and um, that one redhead lady Amaro had a crush on who died immediately. And... Fucking Matilda. <laughs> yeah, so there's, like, and uh, obviously, sorry, the mother of all mothers, Lala Soon, uh, or mm. Sune, uh, depending on pronunciation. Uh, but yeah, this, this series has a lot of female characters that, like, have characterization and, like, decent characterization at that uh so it's it's good it's good to see it and i like Catherine a lot she's a really good foil for troa yes that's the thing like i i feel like a lot of the female characters in the show sort of exist to like be like the more reasonable half Mm -hmm. of like everyone else who's just kind of a fucking idiot most of the time they're doing their best (laughs) kind of yeah damnedest uh more so Catherine to troa and much more so relina to hero i mean relina's Kind of batch it in her own special way, but you yeah, know, I like we, we we like her. <laughs> yeah, she's the Joker to Heroes Batman. No, she's the Joker to Heroes Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, honestly, I would argue she is probably the Batman to Heroes Batman. <laughs> God, I, I'm not actually making an is. argument for that. I've kind of lost the plot here. Hey, enough people watch Gundam. Someone will make that argument. <laughs> Uh, this one starts out with uh, Zex is training with his boys. He's just like dropping the Toggies out of the shuttle and they're just like trying to basically kill him the entire time. Yeah, they're like launching anti-aircraft missiles at him and he's like, fucking try me. And it's it's live ammunition too, yeah. mm-hmm. which is absolutely I mean, look, crazy. Uh, also, to put be the fair, Toggies in Fortnite. <laughs> where we drop the Toggies him. do Orange Justice. <laughs> God. Like... He, you know, he he, he charges the base, he dodges the missiles, he stops at, like, the very last moment with a beam saber right before he would cut it. Like, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it's a very, very Zex move to be like, yeah, shoot me. If I die, whatever, I wasn't, means I wasn't worthy enough for the talkies. Yep. It's like, right. all right, dude, I, like, that's, whatever. That's his whole fucking vibe. 
<laughs> yeah, it's absolutely coming from a place of like, if my life is not in peril, I'm not going to be giving it my absolute mm-hmm. all. I can't live if I'm on if I'm not on the edge. And he just he's so clean with it. It's so nice. It's so yeah. good to just see the tall geese like moving and in action. Mm-hmm. I like my fun friend Miliardo. It's a good yeah, suit. Name. Uh, he he's like I've. They say he's conquered the tall geese monster, and he kind of yeah, notes to one of those very uh proud of him being in the suit uh without dying uh that's basically what he's done at this point um yeah. i don't think i would consider him having conquered or mastered mm-hmm. the suit as they seem to think he has but we'll give him that admittedly last time he was in the suit he did get a heart attack he did almost so. die and this time he did not so we're there's forward <laughs> progress at the very least congratulations right. you didn't die yay I'm proud of you and then i think we we skipped town to uh the two people assaulting yes a we jump straight base, to the alliance right? base cool this so it's hey what, it's a cancer suit and they're coordinating really heavily with an aries so yeah go ahead, max uh these are these are these are war crime boys i hate yeah. these boys so god these are much. these are straight these up war suck. criminals they're war criminals and not in the fun way like traces. No. So they are attacking this base and the Alliance members um, who are there radio them to surrender. And instead, yeah. uh, these sweet, good, wonderful war crime idiots uh, kill them all in any way. Oops. Yeah. And we, I think we get their names. There's yes. Alex, who I think is the blonde one. Alex is the blonde crab man. Yes. Yeah. And, okay. then and then Mueller, who is the Ares pilot. Uh, Mueller's got the fresh ass haircut too. He's his hair is fashionable in 2021. Like, yeah, yeah, no, they have like very. He's got the shaved sides. It's long on top. Character designs um, mm-hmm. that are not what I would have expected out of like in and outside characters. Yeah, especially for an anime of this time. Yeah, and their main thing is like they both have like big old cool glasses. Yeah, they're matching. They're yeah, buddies. they're evil, but they're buddies. They're friends. Um, friends derogatory. Yeah, God. After they uh, blow this shit up, uh, we see them head back over to uh, Lake Victoria base, um, hoping to get some more supplies and troops. Uh, lo and behold, though, when they arrive there, there are no troops but Zex. Like we said, Zex was the only soldier there. Um, the training operation has been has been moved out of Lake Victoria. Um, but Zex does something kind of interesting and actually agrees to kind of join up with the two of them as their subordinate even though he outranks them both it's weird it very much feels like zex is like okay boys i'll go along with your silly little plan yeah he's like let's yeah. see what's gonna happen i really don't know why he did that it makes like, zero sense to me yeah it really doesn't part of like, me like especially with what happens in just a little bit like he can't uh, kind of pull yeah. rank on them i mean honestly part of me thinks that he might act- actively be using this as a situation to kind of like take out more problematic people who might get in his way mm. i don't think he I, he didn't seem to be so. so negative on them immediately for me to think that was already a plan but it could have right been. yeah he's he just kind of like these were their actions yeah he's like these were annoying students maybe i just you know want to see what she's cultivated mm-hmm. or something along those lines Absolutely. yeah or, or probably also a bit of it is like he just wants to be able to fight. He just, I think he just more. wants to fight at the end of the day. Yeah, he just, he that's, just wants yeah, to go. That's probably true. Be in the tall geese and be doing something rather than sitting around at the base like he yeah. would otherwise have been doing. I mean, if yeah. I had the tall geese, I would probably rather be sitting in the tall geese than not. So 
You're he so got me there. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to Alex and Mueller. They're sorting in uh, in Mogadishu now. They're at this like weird alliance base that like is by a river or like on an island in a river, something like that. It's like weirdly tall, and they have a thing called the Noventa Cannon. Uh, do you think it means anything that this very, very powerful weapon of destruction is named after the peaceful leader? What could it mean? Yeah, uh, I don't no. know why the hell they decided to do that. They're, they're just like, yeah, as a military honor, we're naming this cannon after Noventa. <laughs> the the mm-hmm. guy who wanted disarmament and peace around the oh, world. Oh, he would have he would have he he loved, loved this, this cannon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then we, we find out that uh, Alex and Mueller are like going for the stealth approach and they're like zex is gonna drop in out of the sky and draw everyone's attention so they're literally just using zex as a decoy mm-hmm. presumably not realizing that once he's in the tallies i don't think he can die yeah, <laughs> yeah one basically. he can't die and two he's going to kill everything that's thrown at him oh uh-huh. yeah he he just drops in and they immediately fire the Noventa cannon on the Talagis. And th- I liked this part a lot because they did use a bunch of Dragon Ball Z sound effects. They they uh, kinda did, didn't they? Yeah. And uh when when like the smoke is cleared, Talgeese flies through, and it's very much an I lived bitch type moment. Yep. And then mm-hmm. Zex just they goes absolutely him. sicko mode. He yeah. like, starts annihilating stuff on the base, and he forces a surrender basically before Alex and Mueller really do much damage. Yeah, it's like, this is before they even reveal themselves. I think that they get the surrender out of the Alliance members, um, mm-hmm. and then they kind of pop out and start attacking regardless, and Zex is saying, what the fuck? Yeah, he calls Zex- them vulgar. Zex specifically calls for them to surrender, and they're like, yes, okay, we surrender. And then uh, Alex and Mueller start attacking, and Zex freaks out. And, Understandably. Uh, mm-hmm. he, does, he does a lot of stuff. He uh, starts, like, kind of fighting back, and Alex and Mueller are like, oh, we're going to, like, shut you down and take you out. Zex takes out Mueller, like, pretty quickly, uh, but even then, like, I think he gets knocked underwater to, uh, to fight alex in his cancer which isn't an intentional choice he he ends up being kind of like outmaneuvered in the water a little bit Mm -hmm. but he does uh get like blasted and then use the explplosion to like pull up on alex and literally just rip him in his cancer and so cool oh he's having some crab legs yeah i think i took a screenshot of that moment uh when he called them fools and sent that in the recording chat It's good. Yeah, it's so like... speaking of that, actually, that specific moment. Um, yes. This episode has some of the best animation and art that we've seen so far in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's it almost feels separate to it. Like, there's just some, like, yeah. gorgeous watercolors that are happening. It's very interesting. Which is yeah, weird, because, like... Go ahead, Max. It, it, I was going to say, it mostly feels like it could be filler. Like, Yeah, like, this of. episode does not further the main plot at all and they put some serious what looks like serious money into the art for this episode yeah I, I think it's it serves to develop zex a little bit more because yeah. he obviously like wants to be on the battlefield and so we get some of that um and this is kind of him maybe forming some of his own ideals like there's this really beautiful like close-up shot of his eyes in the mask yes and one of the lines he says is these men have no right to be given any power it's it's sick as hell (laughs) it's good like and yeah he has this like inner monologue Mm -hmm. um 
he's like, oh, war makes everyone crazy. And that's an obviously an oversimplification of it. But uh, he later files a report on Alex and Mueller to give yeah. to Noin. And he, the main message, he's like, yeah, don't only focus on battle technique. Maybe you should focus on making sure that your soldiers are not uh, psychopaths. Yeah, maybe thought. teach a little bit of morality, please. Yeah, here, here's some C and C for you, Noin. <laughs> Uh, and then I I don't remember the context for it really. I think it's after he files the report that we see in the background, like of this hangar that he's in, that the wing is being rebuilt. Yeah, yeah. I think he, that's the he's... first visual we have on it. We we kind of assume okay. that's what Zex is doing. Um, I think this is the first time we've seen it though. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's like hung up in a hangar. It's still kind of in shambles, but it's like. It kind of looks like the tall geese when we first saw it, where mm-hmm. it's just kind of like hanging there with parts here and there. It's like he, he he even sees it and he kind of thinks to himself that he's no better than anyone else in war because like he's rebuilding the enemy's craft. He's sort of perpetuating yeah. the violence here by allowing this death machine to continue That's existing. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, then oh, we Zex. get Troa time. <laughs> yay! Yay! Back time for the circus. This is my like. This is it's I so like extra. this episode a lot. But this is probably one of my, like, favorite things that Troa does. This is so fucking funny. I love this shit. So, Troa is, like, hanging out. Uh, they've got a circus show on an Oz base, as previously mentioned in a different episode. Um, Oz is basically preparing to take the war into outer space. And Troa's big act ends up being and i don't know i don't know it, it's dark in the tent and everyone's like "Ooh, what's going on and i don't know how they have not seen it up to this point or how he got it in the tent without anyone noticing yeah. don't ask me the logistics of that but this the heavy arms is in fact <laughs> yeah the heavy arms is in fact basically like the mast holding up the, yeah. this tent and the lights turn on and reveal it and everyone in the audience is like "Ooh, what's going on they're just like really interested and not terrified of this giant gundam with a gun in its hand and uh i think Catherine sees it and she's like oh wow this is really gonna be something huh like yeah. to the ringleader yeah and then troa <laughs> starts fucking firing at the carriers flying away yeah, it's so- everyone's <laughs> like oh shit this is not part of the act oh, hey gosh. this shoots- one's not good he shoots out through the top of the tent, like, yep. at these carriers flying away. It's so, like, the tent starts coming down. People start scattering because there's a giant machine gun going off in front of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. At this point, Catherine starts freaking out, too. Uh, and, and Troa gets his, like, knife arm out and is just, like, cutting mobile suits down. He's going after yeah. the sort of, like, the main fuel tower of the space. He's, like, fully convinced this is his final mission. Mm-hmm. He's gonna die. He's gonna earn a warrior's death. Uh, Catherine kind of sprints up to him at one point and just clocks the dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... It's so good because Catherine sees what's going on. She knows this is Troa's performance and mm-hmm. she thinks back to the first, like, real interaction she had with him where she was throwing knives at him and he did not flinch even though he got cut. And she's like, oh, he's planning to die. Yep. So she starts screaming at him and for whatever reason, Troa decides to, like, bend down and I think he's either, like, trying to get her out of the way or protect her from, like something uh but he does open the cockpit and Catherine runs up into the cockpit and just absolutely decks him it's so good it's 
I mean, it fucking snaps him out of it. Yeah, he and she tells him he's a selfish idiot. Absolutely, she scolds him for for not thinking about those he would be leaving behind. Mm-hmm. AKA her, yeah. mostly her. Yeah, yeah, and she's just crying in the cockpit as he's like kind of comforting her, still kind of in shock a little bit. And we see uh, Catherine's tears. <gasps> there they are, the, the tears of time. They did the thing. <laughs> I did it. Episode roll credits. Uh, before that, of course, the next morning. The first good Gundam slap. <laughs> I mean, I'm joking. It's more I of promise. a Gundam punch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the next morning, and Hero and Tro are driving away from the circus. They have the Gundam in tow. Uh, Troa talks to Hero, and he's like, "Yeah, you probably wouldn't be able to like go through with it all." And Hero just kind of like blows him off and just says some weird cryptic bullshit about the best way to live is to act on emotion. It's just whatever. Right. Just stop, stop talking to Hero at well, this point. He doesn't yeah, have anything good to say. He doesn't. The thing is, is I think it's actually a good line because, well, it's it kind of sucks because Hero is like, act on your emotions. And Tro is like, all right, bet. I'm going to die. Uh, yeah, which is I did not that, dude. The right, ostensibly not the right choice to make. Um, and then Hero's basically trying to like console Troa while also saying like what he did is the right thing because he followed his emotions and stopped mm-hmm. his assault after getting hit by Catherine. So he's kind of like you did what you did and that's you made the right choice for yourself by choosing to live and choosing to carry on. Um but yeah, it it is very much him just being like a cryptic little fucker. <laughs> that's the boy. kind of Here's the kind of guy who texts with, like, every single sentence having a leading ellipsis. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he just wants to sound so mysterious at all times. <laughs> uh, that's episode. Uh, that is that is episode. We do get one quick thing of uh, Catherine talking to oh, the right. ringleader being like, oh. I know he'll come back one day. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sweet. Uh, yeah, cause the, the ringleader's like, I'm gonna miss that kid. He was a really good clown. And yeah, Catherine's I'm gonna miss like, that terrorist. Despite the fact that he just destroyed your tent, buddy, whatever. Yeah, he do- he does not give a shit. <laughs> uh, and then Catherine's like, well, like, you know, all parents let their kids grow up and move away, and they always come home to visit, right? And it's just kind of like, yeah, like, this is, they're kind of Troa's family, in a way, and, and mm-hmm. Catherine's hopeful that, you know, maybe they'll get to see him again. Hmm. Probably. Like they wouldn't say that shit if they weren't gonna. Yeah. Quick question. But, um, uh, is is Burning Finger and Shining Finger technically a Gundam slap? Ooh. Um. Huh. Because <laughs> I, I it depends. I, I, it, I feel like it's it depends on the instance because there's moments where he's like full on grabbing someone's head. But yeah, you know the the hand to face contact is usually what he's going for. I don't think that is, but I think the Sekiha Tankyo Ken is. Okay. <laughs> because it leaves a big old handprint. Yeah. Okay. Or a heart-shaped uh, hole, depending. <laughs> you, well, that, that was because it was the, the erupting burning finger Sekiha level of Tankyo Ken. Very Thank important. you. Very, very important uh, difference. Uh, very important distinction. I uh, just needed yes. to hear you say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's, I, it's, it's good. I liked it. I, I think this moves us on to episode 14. Correct. This is, as Jay said, episode 14. <laughs> The order to destroy O1. Hero is researching the Noventa family in order to meet them all and atone for killing Pappy Noventa, and he and Troa travel to Marseille to do so. Meanwhile, Relina and Noin travel to Bremen for a Romafeller Foundation banquet where they listen to Trades give a speech about how humanity must surpass the domain of God in order to secure a lasting peace for the world. Relina tries to explain to the attendees that the Gundams will take down their operation, but Noin shuffles her away. 
Afterwards, Trace is put under pressure by attendees regarding Zex's amount of freedom, so he orders Zex to destroy the wing he was rebuilding. Back in Marseille, a battle between Oz and the Stationed Alliance breaks out, and Hero meets up with Sylvia Noventa in the chaos, as Troa gets in heavy arms to destroy any witnesses who may have seen his Gundam in the city. After the battle, Hero gives Sylvia a gun, essentially asking her if he deserves to die. She spares him, so Hugh and Troa will continue to Sicily to meet Mama Noventa. Finally, Zex destroys Wing with Rome Feller witnesses, but is revealed that Wing actually had finished construction and what he destroyed were merely Talgi spare parts. Fucking that, it, lot I, happens here. This this episode, I had to focus really hard because it's it's very dense and it's yes, there's a lot of especially especially the Roma Feller meeting. It's, is, it's yeah. like uh, three things at once. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, relatively handled well, but like. I don't know. The Romafeller stuff was like almost undigestible to me. My my brain's not big enough for that shit. I mean, I can boil all the Romafeller stuff down to Trey's thinks he's better than God. Yeah. Yeah. I also, mean, the rest uh, of them are just shitty rich folks too. That just yeah, people aren't <laughs> capable of like controlling yeah. their own lives. This is also like maybe the one and only episode where we actually get details on what the Romafeller Foundation is, and I thank the narrator very kindly for explaining it to my stupid little baby brain. <laughs> uh, but we also, uh, I know we've already had Trey's trick, and now we get Zex's trick, and I like it a lot. <laughs> it's good. Yes. It's, it's, it's so such good. a good little switcheroo. Mm-hmm. Uh, these next two anyway. are, are, I really enjoyed these episodes. It's good. Yeah. Uh, we're in the library. Everyone needs to use their inner voices. H- Hero pops out a Please floppy disk. Please don't ASMR me on this podcast. Thank you. Uh, oh, I, I would never. That, that's not my role here. Uh, Hero pops out a floppy disk that like I guess has like the information on where they need to go next or something. Yeah. Uh, his his arm kind of locks up as he does so. So like this is when they're really starting to hammer home. Hey, Hero's injured right now. Important, 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 important. They only they only make reference to it like three or four times. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's like a reminder. And he has he has been basically on bed rest, like unconscious for an entire month. Too. Yeah. I mean, important to remember, he should be fucking dead right now. True. I mean, that's true multiple times over but yeah true. <laughs> yeah so hero and and troa go to visit nana roy at the library and hero <laughs> is furiously googling the last name noventa and uh, mm-hmm. trying not to follow a bunch of spanish links and uh <laughs> yeah right they they get the information like max said uh for basically where they need to go next and then we get uh this really really sick outfit uh for a different scene we get noin and relina absolutely kitted the fuck out in the fanciest lad threads yeah relina just looks fit. like a little lad it's so Holy fucking shit, good relina it's sick as fuck it's i it's such a good outfit for relina specifically like fuck trays fuck zex fuck noin they can wear whatever the hell they want but like relina wearing this hits so different it does <laughs> it rules and then they they get some really nice dialogue too about like why mobile suits are used for war and like how about there's there's no formality when it comes to killing men I think is what Noin says. Uh, but they're they're on a boat like kind of coming up river on this large estate uh, for this Romafeller meeting and uh, we see a couple like old Leos uh, stationed just kind of along the edge of the water as well. Uh, and then we cut to the narrator dropping a lot of knowledge about the Romafeller Foundation. Uh, does anyone else want to sum this up? Um, I don't I think even the know if I wrote it down. 
the quickest way of doing it is it's European royalty and aristocrats that are providing the money and funds and support for Oz. Yeah, it's then, basically like, turn around like... and control, but not actually having to do it themselves. Yeah, it's basically a boys club for literal yeah. kings and queens, and they're just like, ah, we wanted to secure our wealth, so we made a, like, we formed an alliance, haha, with each other, and uh, they, they're just like, ah, we'll all back each other up if needed, and so they just, like, pass money back and forth and use their massive amounts of wealth to fund death machines. <laughs> so, like, literally all of these people suck shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's just fucking, like, it's kind of what you'd expect. This kind of is, like, what Gundam deals with when they go to Double Zeta, like, when they go down to Dublin, like, all the fucking Federation elites are just, like, eating a fancy dinner as the world yeah. is ending. It reminds me of the boardroom meeting expect. from Shar's uh, Counterattack, too, where it's yeah. all these people see this as just business to protect their mm-hmm. own interests and assets. Yeah, making money. Uh, before um, they go inside, Noin does pat Relina down to make sure she doesn't have a gun stashed away, which yeah. is, mm-hmm. I it's such a cute little moment. And Relina's like, no, I get it. I would if I had one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she, like, mentions, hey, we're going into a banquet with, like, your father's killers are here. Can you act normal? She's you like, like, yes, I can act normal. goddamn once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, no, she can't. Spoiler alert. Um, mm-mm. We cut to the head of the Romafeller Foundation, um, Duke Dermail. Yep, um, Dermail. Giving a speech, uh, I think we made an allusion to earlier, uh, to how humanity uh, requires some level of control and the Romafellers are here to exert that. And Yeah, really despite cool, all our rage, humanity is simply stuff. a rat in a cage. Mm. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> And then my yeah. notes just say this is uh, so dense, holy shit. So I don't really have much yeah, for a while. Like, I, I, have, the, I have a lot of this if we need it. The first part, yeah, you know, he says peace has to be secured with force. The alliance couldn't effectively wield that. So we had to step in and kind of force the hand because we couldn't, you know, we just couldn't trust the alliance to hold peace because they wouldn't, they wouldn't get their hands dirty like we're willing to apparently. Uh, and like Noin, as he's talking, Noin leans over to Alina and is like, "Yeah, he's saying the quiet part out loud. Like they've always been like this, but now they're just like saying it publicly." Yeah, she does kind and of then... push back a little bit about um, questioning the power that they actually have due to all of the chaos that the Gundams are causing. Um, and Noin kind of fills Relina in. I guess maybe she didn't have this information at this point, but that they've not been doing anything. The Gundams are kind of out of commission. Since they yeah. had threatened the colonies um, a couple of episodes back. Yeah, it's a lot of time has passed. And it seems like after Noin kind of took Relina into custody, maybe they were just kind of hiding out for a while. And that makes she, the most sense. Relina's just been kind of out of touch with the media as a result. Um, that's the one thing that I could probably think of, really. But again, it's another of a million things that happens off screen. And we see Trey's as a member of the Romafeller Foundation. I think he goes up to the microphone, right? Yep. Yep. And then he says a bunch he of sure bullshit. Does. <laughs> and uh, th- I think this is one of the lines that I put in the Wow Cool Robot promo where Trey's is like, I'm sure God would understand the steps we're taking. Yep. <laughs> it's like, dude, fuck off. 
Like this, yeah. this is like the Ooh. thing for me that made me go like, hmm, maybe Trey's isn't all there. This is mm. this is one of the scariest things Trey's has said so far. Oh, by far. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and this pisses Relina off. So uh-huh. she, she just like runs up on stage, well, grabs so, the microphone. Right before that, Noin is like, oh, we okay. should probably bounce and looks down oh. to where Relina just was. And she is gone it's, just yes yeah, there's a relina shaped smoke cloud yeah, it is a really good gag yeah i don't know if it's meant to be read as a gag but it is very funny yeah yeah and then relina says uh, a bunch of shit about like the gundams are gonna make these people pay for you know what they've done or whatever the hell mm-hmm. she actually says yeah she just like puts her lips on the mic and is like gundam's gonna get your asses and like knowing <laughs> puts the fucking shepherd's crook and yanks her off stage yeah, and then um, Trey's is, like, staring Relina down, and he's like, hmm, I recognize that look in her eyes. And it's like, do you? Where have you seen it before? Was it perhaps another Gundam pilot? Uh, yeah, it, it's like this fierce determination, and it it is, it is like, the one thing that Trey's and Zex have, have seen from the Gundam pilots they've encountered. One of the uh, notable parts about after Relina gets on stage is when Noin leans over to her and says, words aren't going to do a damn thing here. Like, you can say whatever you want to these people, but they're just, like, completely... I'm looking directly in the camera for this, by the way. They're completely set in their ways, and whatever you say to them won't change. Something, something, you you need to do physical action to get people to change their minds. Yeah. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Um, Then Dermail, the the head of Roma Feller, kind of talks to Trey's after all of this has been kind of set aside. And he says that uh, too much freedom has been given to Zex. And uh, Dermail specifically thinks they should annihilate the remaining parts of the Zero One because there are rumors that Zex is rebuilding it. Uh, and that boy howdy does small, like, bad gas travels fast in a small fucking town. Uh, because somehow this, this is like the first time we're really hearing of it, but everyone knows like already that Zex is doing this. Uh, but I really like that we do get a moment, uh, we, we cut over to Zex kind of in the hangar, I believe. And knowing is already, yeah, knowing is already filling him in. Like, yeah, they want you to fucking blow it up. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and then, and he's like, how much did you, like, how much does Relina know? And Dwayne's like, I told Relina absolutely everything. Yeah, it's Which so good. Which I think good. is absolutely for the best. Oh, yeah, yeah and, no, no doubt. She would have found it out one way or another. Yeah. They they do kind of talk about uh, Relina's connection to Zex and also her connection to Hiro. Because I think Noin fills Zex in like, oh yeah, by the way, she knows the Gundam pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just like, you know all this fills Zex in and as they get off the call really or uh, annoying like hey by the way maybe fucking tell your sister more about you bye <laughs> yeah. gotta go I'd like I'd very much like to see them actually meet yeah it'd be it'd be very good to see we, we get be some like weird little moments uh it, it's like raining and Relina is angry as all hell and Trey's does some weird shit with wine and says more weird shit about God uh and then the narrator tells us actually some more about uh, the Noventa family. Uh, I think specifically Marshall Noventa. Uh, and we are introduced then to Sylvia Noventa as the next scene takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. B- b- I think before that, <clears throat> before we see Sylvia, uh, 
Verlina is, I, so I guess, like, you know, still in Bremen. I don't know if she's in the banquet hall. She's, like, somewhere there, like, resting up. Um, and she kind of looks outside, and she wishes that, like, she could burn down the castle that has, like, all of the Rome Feller guys in it. But she's like, no, God would never forgive me for doing that. Uh, and we get a little animal. Yeah, and it's like, she's thinking about how God's never going to forgive her. And then we cut to Trey's and thinking, like, oh, I might be punished by my profanity to God. And then he says some fucking, like, Reddit epic atheism about God being fake, but he still needs to find an appropriate punishment for his actions. I, I can't with this guy. I thought Trey's this was your pleading eyes punish me daddy. Oh, he is, but... <laughs> He, he, he's my wonderful son who tests me so much. Valid. Um, oh, God. Jumping back to uh, Sylvia Noventa um, and the scene that contains her, um, an Alliance officer walks up to her, uh, kind of saying, hey, we, we should get out. Um, we think Oz is coming to attack, um, which she declines, saying she can't let go of her grandfather yet, um, and that we kind of have to stay here, and she wants to you know, be in, in, in their area and their space still. Unfortunately, an alarm sounds and several of the uh, Ares suits approach uh, and quickly dispatch the uh, defending Leos. No. Yeah, it, it is nice that they, they, they give us kind of a clear indication like, ah, the Ares are attacking and the Leos are defending. Those are the sides yes. to watch for this fight. <laughs> yeah, otherwise I mean, it would it, get a little confusing because those are the same side for me sometimes. Yeah. Right. I mean, it really seems like the Alliance kind of only has Leos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Oz, Oz definitely scary. has the higher end stuff. Yeah. Like, and that also makes sense too, right? Because at this point, like, the Alliance doesn't have, like, the specials funding from no. Oz anymore. Like... The Alliance is just running on whatever they have now, and Oz can still keep making, like, new suits. So it's like, yeah, what would, who would win, a Leo or a Leo that can fly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the Ares mobility is, is like, far superior, but I don't think it has necessarily better firepower by by any reason. Yeah, I, I think it's like, because we see the Leo, you know, Ares never get, like, the cool shoulder beam cannons that the Leos get, mm-hmm. but, like... It doesn't really matter if you can, like, dodge everything yeah. and keep on shooting, you know? We've seen the Ares carrying uh, throughout, like, what we've seen so far. We've seen two different weapons. One is, like, a rifle of some sort, and the other is this, like, very blocky missile launcher. Um, but we haven't seen it with anything, like, really superior necessarily to what the Leos are capable of. Because we've seen Leos with, like you said, the shoulder-mounted cannons and the Dober guns even at this point. Um, in like one or two fights because that's I think that's how Hiro got shot down in a previous episode is he gets blasted mm-hmm. in the face by one Um, so yeah at this point we learn that Hiro and Troa are hiding out in Marseille like they're here by now Um, Troa leaves to recover his Gundam because he's like okay if someone sees the Gundam here things are going to get measurably right. worse very very quickly yeah and Hiro drives off in like a military truck to find Sylvia Cut to Hero almost fucking running Sylvia over in the street. Oopsie. And and crashing he the car does. in order to avoid hitting her. God, this man throws this whole weight to the left trying to not hit this yeah. small girl on the floor. I, I don't know if they did it in the sub or not, but in the dub, he sees her and says her name out loud as he's crashing the car. So he's like, Sylvia Noventa! Thanks oh my god. Wheeling to the side. Also, I, I think it was just before this, but we do see... Um, Hiro and Troa got out of their vehicle and went to a crashed Ares, 
And uh, I think they use that to listen into like the attacking forces mm. before moving out. But yeah, then then Hero crashes the car dramatically. Right. Uh, and then we, we cut see... to Troa, who's. Oh, I, I was going to say, we, we see uh, Troa kind of heading toward his hidden Gundam, um, but there is also a bunch of Leos who have been forced into the channels under the city, and they also find the heavy arms, and they, uh, one of, I, I think it's the commander of that group is like, oh, we need to protect this thing because it is the only thing that could stop the city, or, or like, or save, save this city. Yeah, they very quickly realize that... Um... Troa, who they don't know it's Troa, obviously, but is their ally uh, in this situation mm-hmm. because, yeah, Oz will just kill them all. That's what we've seen at this point. And yeah. if Troa is here, he's certainly not going to be fighting with Oz. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple Ares fly into the channels under the city and take out basically all of the Leos as they're defending heavy arms. And like right when the last Leo gets destroyed... Uh, I think we see a moment of heavy arms starting to move. Yeah, he yes. right as everything kind of falls, he gets into heavy arms and returns the favor for the Ares and, and yeah. kills yeah. all those. Like, the last thing we hear is the last living pilot's like, the rest is up to you, Gundam, as he gets fucking yeah. blown up. God. Um, and yeah, as, as Troa is, you know, just taking out five Ares at once, he's like, I don't want to get involved between Oz and the Alliance, but no one can know. <laughs> And Oz is, like, freaking out. They're like, oh, we're losing a lot of units very quickly. They see on, like, their radar all of their little, like, transponders turning off as each Ares gets annihilated. And they're like, like, what? That's kind of it it for the battle, weirdly enough. Yeah. Like, all that happens. And it's just like, oh, by the way, fighting's over. It's like, oh, okay, all right, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because we're at the grave of Noventa in Marseille. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is and and only now is when Troa finally learns. Oh, this guy's name is Hero. It's like yeah, yeah. He didn't know going, you would for how long have they been driving around Europe? Yeah, all of Europe. God. Yeah, Sylvia uh, has this is, uh, brought Hero to her grandfather's grave. Um, and this is where he does his kind of self pitying thing, and he tells her that he is the one who killed her grandfather and hands her yeah. a gun to then mm-hmm. kill him with, or hopefully to. Um, she takes the gun too. Oh yeah. Uh, she she like starts to tear up. She gets angry, grabs the gun, and aims it at him. Uh, but she doesn't fire. And Sylvia keeps calling Hero a coward. And he he says he's going to Sicily to see Noventa's wife uh, and to apologize to her as well. Yeah. Um. Troa is in the scene, but is definitely uh, away from these two, and basically says as the uh audience stand-ins like this is what he's doing um yeah this is his this is his um attempt to make up for this he's gonna go to each and every family member Mm -hmm. and whatever their punishment towards him would be he will accept it Mm -hmm. yeah he is an actual fucking list and like sylvia asks him how he can be so cold and calculating about all this and here is like oh that's kind of the only way i know how to live sorry it's like i mean i it's cool to see because this is absolutely based on how we saw Hero in the beginning of the show. This is not what I would have ever expected from him, right? Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect him to be the kind of guy who would have guilt and remorse over all of this, but like the fact that out of all the characters, he's the one who's going around. I mean, 
you know, the other characters aren't the ones who blew up the, that plane, but like and it, it has been months since that. Yeah, happened. he's still feeling bad about it. Like, yeah, say what you will about Hero, but like at least he kind of recognizes that he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then nice. we get kind of the last scene of the episode, which is uh, Zex uh, blowing up Unit Zero One on a hillside. I really like mm-hmm. how they have like the parts for this like reclined on this nice little hillside. <laughs> and and they blow it up and uh they uh one of uh i think zex's little underling guys says that it's like a public spectacle for this inspector guy uh who's inspector oct um but uh inspector oct like gets off the boat where they were watching this explosion from and gets onto his own boat and they're driving away and he's like, hmm, I'm suspicious that he would actually do this. Something must be up, maybe? Because he doesn't, like, believe that Zex actually, you know, did it. But we do, in fact, see, and I think we hear from Zex that it was basically a, a ploy and that it was the spare parts of the tall geese repainted to look like Gundam Zero One. Yes. And they stashed the fully restored Zero One underwater. It's really good. It's like... It's really sick. Like, I mean, this is very much Zex's trick. This is very much the kind of shit he would do. And, like, yeah, it's, like, just all spare parts of the tall geese now. So it's a little more risky for him now. But, like, hey, g- good fucking idea, dude. It, yeah, it's a pretty like good if, ploy. This especially is what you want. Like, if you want y- to fight them again, it's mm-hmm. kind of what you got. Yeah. But also the fact that so far Gundanium still isn't detectable by, like, radar or, like, any other means right now. Stashing it directly under them, there was no way they were going to know. It's just, it's really clever, and I like it. Pretty damn smart. And that's episode. That's episode. Uh, I've been working on this joke in my head for about, like, probably five minutes, so... I'm just going to go ahead and halt the entire episode to say, do y'all think Lady Un is into CBT, Christian behaving trays? Hmm. <laughs> well, this was a good last podcast. <laughs> it was it was nice yeah. talking to you. I'll I'll see you in hell. Uh, I think this is my last episode of Wow Cool Robot. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side. What a fun podcast we make. Uh. I did say earlier uh, today that I was just going to say a bunch of cursed shit, and it's you happening. Did, and you were so. right. Yeah, you know, you know what? You didn't lie to us. I'm just following through on a promise. It's what Hero would have wanted me to do. <laughs> God, not a threat, uh, just a fact. Yeah. Uh, next episode. That would be episode 15. <laughs> to the battleground, Antarctica. Hiro finishes his attempt to make amends with the Noventa family. Troa and Hiro are being followed by a shady vehicle in the town around Sicily, basically. Um, They make a very spectacular escape, but are found by Noin, who invites them to escape to Antarctica with her. Uh, That is where Zex is waiting. Relina gets a surprising amount of accurate information about the plot of the show, and learns that Hiro is still alive, all thanks to her butler. And she wants to see him again. Shocker. Noin's transport is followed by some mysterious figure that was chasing Hero and Troa. It's intended to be believed it's the same person. Guess what? It's Inspector Oct. And Oct attacks while Noin tries to lead Oct and his pursuing crew away from Zex in Antarctica. In order to save Noin and prevent the reported Gundam sighting that happens during this fight, Troa enters the fray in heavy arms. Yes. Uh, Inspector yeah. Oct, yes. 
Doct. 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 Oh, Fun. no. Uh, um, so, we're in Sicily now. Yeah. Uh, he- Hero and Troa's European apology tour has now ended successfully. <laughs> They're here to see Giorno Giovanna. Mamma mia. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, so, I, I, I think one of my favorite little moments between Troa and Hero is that they've been traveling around Europe doing these amends, and Troa still thinks Hero is fucking crazy for doing all of this. He, like, he yeah. just doesn't get it. Uh, they're, like, walking around the streets, and uh, they're, they're kind of just ambling around after their meeting with Mrs. Noventa, and uh, they both realize they're being pursued by a very mysterious, very obvious, like, black car with tinted windows. Yeah, it, not subtle whatsoever. No. Yeah, and they, they basically, like, share a look, and I, I think Troa is like, I got this. <laughs> and those are really uh, cool motorcycle stunts. Yeah, so yeah. there's there's a fruit truck that passes between the like car that's following the boys and the boys, obviously. And when the truck goes away, it is revealed that somehow Troa found a motorcycle and he is like like directing himself toward this car and Hero's just gone. Yeah, he he fucking pieced out of there. Um we do Troy, get a nice like, little like rice action sequence. Yeah, it's, it's like nice. an actually solid chase scene too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Troy like peels out and goes down an alley, and this car follows him, and it's a tight fit for the car too. Um, and he is basically leading it toward the water. And as they exit this alley, Troy is like, "All right, I need to jump." He jumps off the motorcycle, and then the motorcycle just like slams off the side of this like uh uh pathway out over into the water and the car exits the alley and like slams into a light post i think um because i, I don't remember seeing the it. car didn't go through the light post. Yeah. i was like this is a very sturdy construction yeah. very sturdy it was very bizarre that the car like the momentum just kind of stops it's weird yeah uh and we see that troa landed very gracefully on a fucking like wash line a clothesline i got really hyped this about alley. that actually yeah he, he was in the circus it makes sense like yeah but it's also the most insane thing that you can do after jumping off a motorcycle while being pursued at high speed by a car with suspicious people in it behind you so <laughs> that's gundam who could possibly say it's and, and, um, and then uh, the, like not only <laughs> i'm sorry i can't get okay. over it not only does he land on it but he also just like turns and walks away and we Calmly don't really see it, where yeah. he goes nope. yeah no he they just end up like in the hangar where the gundam is stored now yeah and and it's we fine. do get a brief shot where we see hero in the back of the fruit truck and he's like ah i've made my escape thanks troa and then they're just, just together again they're they're meeting up at yeah. a specified point i guess yeah right and they, they say um, like maybe this- two words to each other and then knock knock noin's fucking here yay they're like we gotta leave town but like we don't know how and they also know here and Noin's like I can help with that and like they just whip out like fucking holding guns at her <laughs> she's just yeah. so calm yeah it's it's a fun little animation of I, I think it was Hiro that had an apple and he drops it yes. and like pulls out a weapon and it's they, good. Like, Noin they, they the even like up. focus randomly on the apple hitting the ground it's just yeah they do yeah. and then yeah Noin picks it up which is also some likely mm. symbolism somewhere that i don't understand because my brain is too it's, uh that's actually where stephanie meyer got the inspiration for the cover of the twilight books it all makes yeah. sense now 
Um, <laughs> Noin arriving, though, uh, does have, as my alarm goes off, don't worry about it, um, <laughs> arrives. And, and her goal here is basically to tell the boys that Zex wants to duel Hero again. Um, yeah, he, he wants a rematch. Yeah, and is she's willing and offering to help get them to Antarctica for this duel. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we don't currently have Wing, uh, Troa offers Hero the use of heavy arms for this fight. Yeah. It's very nice of him to do so. I guess, like, Troa is still sort of, like, not sure what his next step should be. So he's like, eh, might as well let the kid use my Gundam. Who cares? Yeah, I don't mm. think he has any plans that he would actually need it right now. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously... He's seen Hero pilot before, and it's the same fucking machine. Yeah. Yeah, Um, and then I think we cut away from this for some quality time with Relina, who... Yes. She's just forcing her butler to fucking Google stuff for her, and... It's really good. (laughs) So... They they get some information, and somehow Relina does in fact know that Zex shipped in Gundanium for the purpose of rebuilding Hero's Gundam. Uh, and yeah, the like, butler's just like, yeah, that's open source intel. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, the butler's just like, yeah, like everyone knows that, obviously. And and the butler's like, yeah, they also blew up like zero one, but that was probably fake, right? And they're both just nodding, yeah. and they're like reading the script. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 he mentions that like yeah Zex shipped enough Gundanian to build two suits and it, he's like oh it must have been a decoy it's like if fucking a random butler can google that you think that the he's, fucking Romefeller intel guys aren't gonna figure that out in two seconds he is the Jeeves that people ask <laughs> damn we found him we asked he's, Jeeves this is the most technologically literate butler in anything i think i've ever seen it's i like him it's fucking wild the amount of knowledge that he seeks out and immediately finds and then relays to his rich brat spoiled girl Mm -hmm. like patron (laughs) he does show us after this though that he's been around with the family for a hot minute um, and he has met zex yeah we have a flashback where he was um fencing with Zex as a child um, and how Zex kind of broke his rapier during the duel and instead of scoring the point Zex sprints off the field grabs another one and like shoves it into his hand um, showing that he can't stand to fight when an enemy has a disadvantage Um, yeah it's it's a a really really good moment yeah this is also the second time we've seen someone break like a fencing yeah. sword. Yeah, exactly. What do they Th- make that's these definitely things worth mentioning. out of? <laughs> like Zex broke it and Hero broke it, and mm-hmm. destined pilots fated to duel each other. Hmm, I wonder if it means anything. I wonder if it means anything that the two sort of main protagonists and I guess antagonists are meant to have a faded rapier duel. Yeah, we're watching Gundam. Uh, the butler gets like a bunch more expository information. We see Zex briefly uh, getting ready for the fight in Antarctica. Uh, I don't remember if they say anything really important during this. I don't think they did. Um, let me look. It, eh, because then no. we just we get the next little moment with Trey's, which is also insane. Oh, the, this is the jeez! Th- I just fucking okay. This is one of the most insane things I've ever seen. <laughs> this, like, cemented trays as, like, one of my favorite. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Trey's is walking through his property. He's talking to himself. He's like going through. He's like, ah, oh, Zex blew up a fake Gundam. He so he like kind of figures it out, and he's like wondering what to do as he's like you know again talking to himself, wondering all this aloud. And he looks over and he sees a woman and an old woman and a baby. I don't know who the fuck these people are. It doesn't matter. Um, this isn't I like. These people are basically just a fucking living metaphor, I guess. Maybe who knows? Oh, they absolutely because are. There's no. They serve no purpose past that. They're not real. They're fucking like illusions because Zex is like high right now, I guess. Because the baby, they're on a dock on a lake, and the baby's chasing a butterfly. And you know, baby's oh no, baby's looking up. Baby's not looking down. Baby's not looking where he's going. And he almost falls off the fucking dock. And tr- the mother looks over. He's like, oh fuck, my kid's gonna drown. And Trey sticks his arm out, and he's like, no. <laughs> And he, well, he doesn't say anything, but he just sticks his arm out and he's like so confident and calm. And the kid eventually turns around and sees the mom and goes back and she's in tears and she runs back over. What the fuck well, was also, this scene? Also, very importantly, the child crawled to the end of the dock and stood up and walked back oh. to his mother. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, baby. her steps. Yeah. What does it mean? And so the mother goes from, like, crying about how her baby almost just drowned because she was being inattentive and talking to her friends to, like, crying about how her baby took, her like, the, their first steps. But, you know, like, I I wonder if it means anything. It's like the swan in, in 0079. I wonder if it has any significance. It's like, I, I know just by seeing this that this is the most important single scene in the entire series of Wing. I can't tell you what it means, though. I don't know why it's, it's important. I just know that it is. It's and you so never will. very much just a symbolization of Trey's like, trust in Zex right now. Um, because he is mumbling to himself, uh, being like, would he betray me? Would he be doing these things that uh, the investigator said? And then he has this moment where... No, of course not. Zex will always come back to me. Right, yeah. What, what we're trying to say here, folks, is that Trey's is mommy and Zex is baby. Whoa. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa, we cracked it. Yay. <laughs> Cutting edge yeah. um, Gundam I, I, content I think here. Specifically, the, like, the last line Trey's really thinks before we move on is that Zex would never do anything to cause me trouble. Yeah, like, buddy. <laughs> okay. I, I don't believe... Trace, have you seen Gundam? You know what the shark clones famously do? Cause trouble. Cause trouble, betrayal, that kind of shit? No, but it's okay because oh. he's not the Garma, like, insert. That's true. Okay, yeah, deal. true. Oh, like, liter- literally production-wise, I... I'm not trying to foreshadow anything it. here. That's just... They made, they made Garma a girl, and we're like, yeah, this is a character now. <laughs> I like her. I like Noin. Noin fucking rules. Noin whips. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's so funny that Garma was like in, I think, like five episodes of Gundam. Yeah, he's in like four or five episodes. God, so funny. Rest in funny. peace, Garma Zabi. Gone too fucking soon. Garma <laughs> balls. Uh, anyway, we cut over to Sicily. Oct and his dudes, they're spying on the heavy arms. It's like being transported out by Noin. Uh, he's already super aware of Noin's plan to smuggle the Gundam out of yeah. Sicily. I almost said the island. Sicily's not an island. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing is like... Wait, no, wait, fuck, wait. Wait, 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 hold on. Is Sicily an island? I think it is. Yeah. What was I thinking of? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, Sicily's super duper was an island, huh? I think yeah. you were thinking the of Italy was... proper, baby. No, I know Italy's not... I know Italy's not an island. That's a boot, That's the whole boot. 
Okay, yeah, Sicily's the soccer ball with the boots kicking. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to edit this out. The world needs to know my shame. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, You're leaving the island of Sicily. Yeah. And just like, yeah, you just like white out and I'm hard dub now. it over. <laughs> uh, so uh, Oct spying on them is very interesting because Troa lost their asses like like for sure they did not follow them which leads me to believe they followed noin so like these two kids realized they were being trailed and noin had no fucking idea that she led these assholes right to them unfortunately mm-hmm. that kind of checks out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's just yeah it makes me laugh yeah. it's cute and um, then we get, uh, as the, the heavy arms is loaded on and everything, we get a moment of Hiro learning to kind of control the heavy arms. And there's this really nice moment, uh, well, nice, I guess, it, this well-done moment of uh, Hiro like, pulling on the left arm's control stick and mm-hmm. struggling with it because he has an injured arm and he asks Troa, like like what's the deal with this and troa said i intentionally didn't compensate for the additional weight of the gatling gun so that i would have a speed advantage after i dropped it in combat and hero's like fuck yeah i'm gonna do that too that's actually metal as fuck yeah (laughs) noin's just like staring down from behind the actual cockpit of this transport being like these kids sure are fucking freaks, huh? And like uh-huh. one of one of her subordinates comes up to her and is like, "Hey, so those are the Gundam pilots. We could just like like just kill them right now, right?" Noin gets mm-hmm. so fucking mad. <laughs> yes, she just slowly turns and says, "Zex would never forgive you." Mm-hmm. That's and then good. there's also this little moment of uh, like while Hiro is like learning, you know, to control the the heavy arms and everything. He, I think they're both like away from the cockpit at this point, and he's talking to Troy, and he's like, "Listen, I understand you don't want anyone like rooting around in the guts of your Gundam, so like, thank you, basically." And Troy is like, "No, I, I, you would probably do the same for me. Like, we're we're kind of in the same boat, so." <laughs> I... No, he fucking wouldn't. No. <laughs> exactly. No, he fucking wouldn't. <laughs> uh, uh, but it is it is a moment of Hiro being like, I understand like the mission you were assigned and how like basically sacred it is uh, for you to be the only person to have access to mm-hmm. the cockpit of the heavy arms. So like, thank you. You constructed intricate rituals to allow other men inside your cockpit. Yeah. Seems kind of gay. I mean, it say. is called a cockpit. So Jesus nah, I, I remember watching Airplane. God. <laughs> uh Relina is now eating dinner in somewhere. Who knows? Uh she gets a letter from Noventa. It's a letter for Hero, and Noventa wants this is uh Nana Noventa. Uh and she wants Relina to visit him herself and give it to her. Or give it to him. And she's just like, fuck that. I'm gonna read this letter right now. This is so fucking funny because the entire letter is just like this old lady saying uh, what a polite young man you are. I don't care that you killed my husband. Uh, the future's yours. Go off, King. Yeah. It is It is the most, like, how how could you possibly say that? Like, how could you be that understanding? It is genuinely it's, baffling. It really is. It's very, um, the first time I watched this episode, and I realized this again, um, re-watching it, it feels like something somebody would write themselves. Yeah. To, like, not have to deal with the things that they've done. 
Yeah, like exactly. It's, it's, it's almost very, like Hiro wrote it to like get it. away with it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is this is also the moment where like Relina finds out like for sure Hiro's still alive because she's like, oh, Mrs. Noventa, Grandma, like, well, I, no, that's not her grandma. Sorry, I'm thinking of um, what's his name from the Moscow shit. Anyways, oh, 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 it I is, know it is entirely not yeah. important. I just got people <laughs> mixed up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Why does she call Hero her dear friend? Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? And, and and this is like I was trying to say, Relina's like, oh, Hiro actually met with her, which means he's alive. So like the first time in over a month that Relina's finding out for sure that her suspicion that Hiro is alive is actually true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like really, really, really fucking happy. She wants to leave for Sicily right away. Mm-hmm. Um She's going the wrong fucking direction. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I mean, she's going to pick up the breadcrumb trail eventually. She'll probably end up in fucking Antarctica somehow. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. It definitely won't yeah. be uh, extremely, it, never mind. Relina does Relina ass shit. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, we're back on the Oz carrier. Uh, Hero and Troa are enjoying a nice cuppa. As Noin yeah. gives him their cold weather gear, which is like a green hoodie and like a white jacket over top. Pretty nice. Yeah. Um, Tro is drinking more Java. <laughs> yeah, here is bleeding through the bandage on his arm. He's injured. He's injured. He's injured. He shouldn't be piloting mobile suit. He's injured. Mm-hmm. And then we like, get... Okay. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm just... If he's still bleeding through his bandages, what the fuck happened? I mean, I, okay. I don't know. I shouldn't be asking what the fuck happened to him. He basically died. Yeah. I, it might be a matter yeah, right. of there was, like, a large piece of shrapnel that, like, actually, like, created a very large open wound. And even with uh, the limited capabilities that Troa probably had in a trailer in, you know, like, this ragtag group of carnies, um, he wasn't really able to, like, stitch it or keep it closed because it was so big. Something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, you're solid five. I don't know. Hero fell down the side of a cliff and was fine. So, who really knows? Yeah, <laughs> kidding, right? No, it, it, he's hurt for plot. It's fine. Yeah, right. Honestly, yeah, it's plot armor, but in the other direction. Like he needs to be hurt right now. <laughs> it's it's yeah, a it's plot, plot wound. Plot wound. Uh, um, then we we get to the base in Antarctica, and we find out that the zero one wouldn't actually be fully ready if they tried to fix it up and use both the Buster rifle and the beam saber. So Zex kind of makes the executive decision to just get it ready. The controls actually would need to be calibrated for both things. Um, so he's like, okay, instead of reinforcing the arm that would fire the Buster rifle, focus on making the controls as like tip-top shape they could possibly be so that it can do beam saber combat and all a 1v1 hero in the streets swords only mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean it's i it's gonna be sick as hell i bet yeah. yeah to the point of saying just take the parts off the tall geese which is uh bonkers mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that this is very much smacking to me of char's counterattack of char like wanting to fight Amro on such an even field, like, at his own detriment. That he, like, even, like, leaks the psycho frame. Yeah. Yeah. God, what a fucking... I'm not, I'm not gonna get mad about the movie. It's not worth it anymore. Um, yeah, it's fine. So, the, 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 you know, they learn they're going to Antarctica by now. Um, Noin finds out she's being followed. Yes, that's right. Uh, uh, she orders so, two of... Yeah, they, they actually enact a plan. Noin is basically like, all right... Uh, 
what's like you know give me a sit rep they find out that there is a like another carrier i think following them and it seems to be gaining uh and so noyan's like we need to shed some weight drop two aries uh i'll go in one and we will fight off for pursuers uh so that way like with the two aries off board their carrier will actually be able to outspeed the one following them noyan's plan is basically to distract them try to lead them one way possibly or just entirely shoot them out of the sky uh so that the actual oz carrier can get to zex in antarctica without the others seeing where it went pretty good trick mm-hmm. um yeah Noin actually Noin's trick yeah huh. <laughs> uh Noin kind of goes like actual sicko mode and takes out a lot of these like motherfuckers that are following them uh but they have a lot of backup troops yeah and they were the, um, uh upsettingly prepared for this one Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, it makes sense. Oct wants them all fucking dead to rights. Yeah. Right. And Noin and her, like, secondary pilot in the other Ares are, uh, I-, I think they were trying to stay low, take cover in the clouds, and then pop out and surprise this other group. And the other guy wanted to, like, do a flyby or something. He wanted to get really aggressive, and Noin was like, no, don't do that. That's stupid. It ended up being stupid, mm-hmm. and he gets shot down. And yes. in an effort to rescue this guy, Noin flies down after him, and the two of them end up on the ground in their Ares, just fully surrounded. Yes. Uh, at this point, like, at, at some point, you know, Noin just has to surrender. Like, yeah. There's nothing she can do here. She went because she just wants to, you know, prioritizing sparing her soldier's life over anything else. Yep. Uh, and like in this conversation, the Romefeller suits learn that Zex is nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, b- before they can kind of go off and act on that, they're like, all right, thanks for telling me Zex is here. Goodbye. Uh, the craft flies low and like starts lasering the Leos. It's really yeah. Cool. The the like one remaining pilot on the Oz carrier turned it around and. Uh, the lasers on board this thing like fully melt through a Leo. Yeah. It's super good to see. The it's it is technology and weaponry we haven't really seen yet. Uh and it's it's fun to watch a Gundam suit. Well, not a Gundam, but you know, it's fun to watch a mobile suit just get like melted. <laughs> no. Uh especially for as cold um, as it is outside too. Think about that. Uh, yeah. After Noin surrenders too, I think there's a line where Oct basically says he doesn't care, uh, and he like wants the Gundam that Zex rebuilt, and his plan is to like annihilate Noin, and then like basically get on Zex's case as well. Uh, and then it's funny. It's it's like a, it's, it's kind of reminding me of like you know two episodes ago. Huh? Yeah. Funny how that works. And then uh, hmm. Troa does. I think this is the, what the second time he's jumped, or no, maybe the third time he's jumped out of an air carrier in, I in the think heavy it's arms. Three actually. Yeah. Yeah. God. It's yeah. Kid. He he pulls up and he starts blasting. Uh, he's he's t- just dropping troops left and right. Uh, and mm-hmm. he knows, he knows his, his mission assigned to him is he needs to kill anyone who has seen a Gundam and yeah, leave no witnesses, no witnesses. And, uh, he, he's like, okay, I need to get rid of all of these people before they can send out a report. Uh, we do get, um, <laughs> cause they like, he's, his goal is to not let Oz or the Alliance, like use the Gundams as a reason to attack the colonies. Obviously that's his, his main mission, but we do get a moment where, I think it's Noin 
it, I, it's I'm annoying. pretty sure it's Noin who uh, it's annoying. realizes that someone is actually sending out a broadcast and we hear a new type flash sound. They gotta stop playing this shit. It's, it's gonna drive me insane. It's so... They know it's important. Why do they keep using the sound effect? Yeah, I, I think... Fucking stop it! I think they're trying to use it to highlight, like, really important in-the-moment, like, realizations. Make a new but that's, sound! That's not what it means, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't just use that! I can't just use, like, a lightsaber turning on noise willy-nilly. That means something. Yeah. Ah, Oct- but the Aries is already like fully radioed. Yeah, like, he, a he lot does of manage times. to send out a broadcast, and uh, Troa is like walking up, like slowly walking up, about to down smash this motherfucker. And Noin tells Troa to stop, and he does a fucking G Gundam style finisher, a can he let it rip. barrel rolls, Beyblade <laughs> ass spin. It's so good. This dude tears it apart. It is- it's so fucking funny. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be like, wow, cool robot. But this is the funniest bit of animation we have seen since the Wing Gundam crashed into the ground. It's just like... It's silly. Why does, how does this robot corkscrew like this? <laughs> it's silly. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> and then the after like this attack, uh, the, the heavy arms kind of stands back up and then like kind of like tumbles over and falls over and mm-hmm. uh the the cockpit opens and troa like falls out of his cockpit he does yeah, land he has carpal tunnel now yeah he does <laughs> land on his feet uh but he like almost immediately falls over after landing on his feet mm-hmm. uh, no one's just watching it's like jesus fucking christ <laughs> goddamn yeah. boys yeah These stupid kids are too pure uh and, like, all he does is just, like, he just tells Noin his name. He's like, can you reload the Gundam, please? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're going to die, dude. Don't do this shit. <laughs> and as as she's yelling at Troa for being a dumb idiot, he was just walking away from the shuttle. Yeah. Put a leash on this kid. Where are you going, buddy? <laughs> he doesn't hey, know. Dude, hey, he's hey, unsupervised. You you're in Antarctica, man. <laughs> you're going to get hypothermia, dude. Yeah. Come back, hero. God. <laughs> and that's episode that is that is the final that episode for this set episode <laughs> insane the fucking this can so opener much. attack is so it's so goddamn it's so funny. funny it's goofy as hell um do we have a beyond tomb world today i think we can do that hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> you're going to love this trust me beyond tomb world So, um, we have Brad Swale, the dub voice actor for one Katra Rabina winner. Rababa. Uh, Quattro. Our our good friend, Katra the Cat. Um, (laughs) There are some frankly bonkers roles uh, in this sweet boy's past. Mm -hmm. Can you just go ahead and give me a guess where this friend started? Wasn't he Amaro? Uh, he that okay. Is, we've we've discussed this, and I would like to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, he was Katra first. <laughs> yeah, in a weird what? twist of fate, because of how things were localized, he was Katra oh, a year before he was ever Amuro. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, Gundam Wing came out in two thousand, and uh, right. Gundam 0079 started being dubbed in two thousand one. Yeah. God. 
or released in 2001. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah, dumped, yeah. but yeah, he, he was, he was Katra first. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, I, if I had what, to what, guess, what is this fool done? If I had to guess where he started, I want to say, okay, here's my first like question. Was it a cartoon or was it an anime? Cartoon. Okay. Was he on, oh God. Uh, Oh, I had something and I entirely lost it. Was he on, like, something crazy like Ren and Stimpy? So, his start <laughs> is in the 1992 My Little Pony Tales. Oh my god! What? Um, <laughs> and, you what know, like, fuck? you gotta start somewhere, I get it. Uh, and then we have... I guess! <laughs> and then we have three years of Ranma one half, so you know what? Oh, okay. Who did he Friend play? Friend my own heart. Uh, we have Kimba the Lion... As young Kimba. You're kidding. What? Um, <laughs> Good lord. We do have Sun Gohan. Oh! Yo. Wait, was it... Okay, he's fucking... Okay, o- older, whatever, whatever. He's older, older, he's Gohan. Yeah, he's he, older Sun Gohan um, in Z. Okay. Uh, okay, so that would have been like the Boo Saga then. Okay, yeah. all right, yep. okay, all right. That makes more sense. And then, <laughs> of course, four years later, we have Katra here. Uh, Yay. As well as... Playing Nightcrawler next Men Evolutions. Let's Kurt, go. Kurt Wagner? Yep. <laughs> a little blue guy. A little blue guy. And then we have our good friend Amura. In uh, many different releases, it looks like. Oh, yeah. he's he Once he yeah, landed he, Amuro, Amuro, Amuro was, they can't fucking can't get, get enough of that guy. Boy. Good, good for him. Uh, he found a character yeah. to constantly be. <laughs> yeah. Um, He was in Gundam Seed, actually, as well. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, who, did he, he was, who did he voice? Uh, Dirka. Okay. <laughs> I am not familiar with Seed, unfortunately. Mm-mm. I'm like passingly familiar. I'm like still watching through it, but obviously I've had to set it aside for this. There is uh, another fairly large big name character here in 2007. Bradswell was one late Yagami. No. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Oh my god. That coincides way too well with what's been going on with my life, where my partner Lindsay has been listening to the English version of the Death Note musical. Oh god! Good God! <laughs> Light Yagami is played by Jeremy Jordan, who is in a million other things, but like the last five years, and I think Newsies. So, good God. <laughs> Jeez. There's a couple years of, of nothing super interesting here, um, or at least nothing that I'm super familiar with since then. Mm. Um, though he does voice two characters in the hit Nintendo gotcha game, uh, Dragalia mm. Lost, that there it uh, is. I am <laughs> more familiar with than I uh, care to admit. <laughs> we all have our vices. <laughs> yeah, mine's I... gotcha waifus, goddammit. <laughs> We could all only be so strong. But yeah. That's he's a fun Hell friend. yeah. Very nice. Good for you, Brad. I'm glad yeah, that I, I he pulled was, up his page. I, I'm I'm glad that he was in like one or two other series with other ocean group actors, like uh oh boy. I, I think uh Kirby Morrow and uh Scott no, not Scott McNeil, uh Brian Drummond were both in X Men mm. Evolutions as well. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I I, I like when I'm, like voice actors do work with like a consistent group of people across stuff. I always think it's very funny. It's just like it it builds chemistry, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's like anytime you hear like 
two or three members of Critical Role in a thing. Like, fucking near replicant. Oh, yeah, replicant. you just, like, you point at them and, like, I know you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear Travis Wilhelm, and I'm like, all right, where's Marisha Ray? <laughs> like, she's hiding around the fucking corner somewhere. It's like, Laura Bailey's in this somewhere, I know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, okay, this oh, is... Oh, I'm, I'm noticed. This is just a total aside, uh, but... Uh, one of my favorite, like, weird connections that all of the, well, not all of, but a large portion of the Critical Role people have is they were part of a harem anime called Deers uh, yep. th- that came out in the late 90s. But it's like Sam Rigel, uh, Laura Bailey, Matt Mercer, like, they were all in it. It's it's absolutely and, wild. And, like, that's that's why they became friends is because they were yeah. all co-workers. Um, that's yeah. That's they started that first home game with Matt. Yeah. I, it's I just... think it was specifically, I think the home game was for Liam's birthday. It was Taliesin's birthday. Oh. One of their birthdays, they asked for a home game, and that's kind of where Crit Roll all kind of... Um, spun out of and it's all because they were voice actors on a harem anime <laughs> i think content is bad <laughs> and then stop making Damn. it coward and i'm noticing brad swale was fucking setsuna from gundam double o that's like the main oh boy, I think. yes okay i knew i there was a piece of me that knew he was another gundam pilot he is I'm in fact setsuna f fucking seye the the boy himself who can't say anything other than I am a Gundam. <laughs> That's a normal thing to say. He's fine. Setsuna's fine. He's fucking normal, and I love him. And he's also with Ian Scott, who's the voice of Inuyasha, who plays, as I've already mentioned mm. at least once on this show, Hallelujah Haptism. Which, That's a normal name. Double O has... I wouldn't even say they're the most, like, Gundam names, because Gundam names are just, like, wacky-ass shit. But I mean, when you got Will stuff... also a voice actor on Inuyasha as well. Oh, fuck yes. Who was he? Uh, Nobuanga. Okay, okay. Very nice. <laughs> He's all over the place in these, these God, never ends. Anyways, I'm going to shut up before I go on a rant about Gundam O names, because <laughs> hey. you just just bring... Okay, bring Stabity. I'm just going to leave it there. I bring it up every yes. time, because you have to. <laughs> it's his, Their name is Bring Stabity. Oh, wait, that's actually cool. Their name. That's actually their well, name. That's fun. Like there's like on the level. There are some normal of names. The fucking Death Sticks dealer in Stars <laughs> episode, yeah. episode two being named Elon Sleazebagano. Yeah, and you know, like Salacious Crumb. No, uh, don't talk shit about Salacious Crumb. He's a delightful. No, I'm not. Man. I'm not saying anything Revival. bad. I'm just saying it's a wild ass name. Revive, Revive. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> and Kit Fisto and Glove Shitto and all of our other okay, friends. Okay, Kit Fisto. Shitto, no, I'm that... done. I'm done. We need to do plugs now. <laughs> Get me off this wild ride. I'll go mm-hmm. first. Uh, my name is Jared or Jay. If you like any of the funniest stuff I've said, um, check out the plastic. <laughs> who who could after all this? Yeah. Well, I understand. I say a lot of horrendous shit and you know, I just hoping people laugh at it. Uh, <laughs> anyways, if I say dumb stuff that makes you laugh, please check out the plastic Creek radio archives. Uh, these messages episode zero. It is up on YouTube. If you can't find it, message me on discord or find me on Twitter and tweet at me. Uh, both of those places. You can find me at Pagliacci proto J. Uh, I don't have another podcast. These messages is a side project I'm working on with a bunch of friends. It's just a comedy writing outlet. The episode zero is only like 15 minutes. It's a bunch of like advertisements for businesses that definitely should not exist. Uh, and <laughs> if you need a voice actor, I'm 
uh, available. <laughs> I'm going to make a Fiverr account soon, I swear to God. You should. <laughs> and you can plug that, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I've been Julia. You can find me, realistically, only on Twitter, at the Crown Jewels with two underscores. That's J-U-L-E-S. Um, or if you want to come hang out, we do have a Discord for the podcast at the Wow Cool Discord. Um, that is linked, I think, with every episode as well as on the Twitter itself. This is true. Uh, and I've been Max. You can find me on Twitter at Maxi Bajillion. Uh, in addition to this show, there's a show called Pot of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kyber Corp. And also the 56th highest ranked uh, Apple podcast comedy podcast in Vietnam. Hell so yeah. <laughs> God damn it. That's put, so good. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's down from 40. We used to be the 40th ranked one. Anyway, we're getting, <laughs> if, if we get number one in Vietnam, we're going to do a Big celebration. Um, not a bit. This is all true, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that's, on, that's on Twitter. I'm uh, fact-checking uh, right uh, now. He's, he's telling the truth. Cast. <laughs> um, and you can also listen to Slappers Only, a video game music show on podcast that I do with my friend Jordan. That's at Slappers Only. God, I'm talking too fast. That's at SlappersOnlyPod.com or SlappersOnlyPod on Twitter. Uh, next up for that is Squid Game, a.k.a. Splatoon 2. It's going to be a fun time. Woo me. The better Squid Game. Um, <laughs> And speaking of Lumi, uh, like, Splatoon three looks incredible. I can't wait for it to happen. Thanks. Yeah, looks pretty good. Looks so everything fun. that they showed makes me very happy, and I'm excited because it is the only shoot 'em up I can get my spouse to play, and it is exciting. It's the best thing Nintendo has announced recently. It's really good. Excuse me. Um, you take that back right now. Anyways, join our Discord. Fucking Julia, quick, Julia, quick, Julia, quick. Robot of the week, quick, 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 quick. Robot of the week, we gotta end this. I don't remember what this segment was. (laughs) Tell me, robot, Uh, and we'll all agree and say yes. Craig, the reporting robot. Oh, yeah. We should should publicly thank Craig because he does very important and invaluable work here. Thank you, Craig. Here at at Podcast Productions. (laughs) I was on like 99% sure I said reporting robot instead of recording robot, but you know what? What's done is done. Very nice. Yeah, it's, it's it's cast out to the ether. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we always say, before we get into a fucking argument, <laughs> war is bad. Wow. Cool robot. See you next week. Don't freeze wandering Antarctica, hero. Put a coat on. Catch you next time. God. <laughs> Bye. Put another one. <laughs> Bye. Remember, kids, that's ladyun.cvt to join our Discord. <laughs>